This is the Huey Alert Podcast with Craig and Shelley Huey, bringing you the tools to transform our nation and culture, the intersection of faith and politics. Hi, this is Craig Huey of Huey Alert, and I'm here with my beautiful bride, Shelley. Hi, everyone. Hey, and today we want to talk about something really important. You know, across America, the issue of how can uh, people win in 2024 when the Democrats have such advanced marketing machines and such advanced strategies and techniques that the Republicans and the conservatives and the libertarians and the Christians, they're 10 years behind. And one of those aspects, you know, you, you hear a lot about, well, we got to master early voting, which is true. We got to do a better get out the vote campaign, which is true. We got to do digital and data better. All that is true. But one of the keys is the secret army of Christians that vote 87% conservative, yet you have a group of people that only about 40, 50, in some churches, maybe 60% of the people actually vote. How do you get those people out? Well, the thing that I've been talking about for a long time is church ballot harvesting. I started doing church ballot harvesting back in the election of 2020 with a half a dozen churches, and then I expanded it in 2022. But uh, Shelly, you're here. You've seen the church ballot harvesting. You've seen the failure of the Republican consultants. You've seen the failure of the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. You've seen loss after loss, and you see a sleepy church. Uh, any thoughts on, on, on this? Because I, um, I'm really excited because we have another expert on church ballot harvesting with us today. Awesome. Uh, and I, I want to talk to him. Uh, uh, and that's Brad Dacus. But st- let's, give me your, your point of view about church ballot harvesting and, and the Republican Party. So when we lived in California, we discovered ballot harvesting yes. was a legal thing. Yes. This was back in 2016. Yeah. Did the Republican Party do anything with ballot harvesting then? No. no. In fact, they didn't even discuss it. They didn't even know what it was. Right. And yet the Democrat Party was not only doing it, they were doing it with a vengeance. And trained, trained army of people knowing had, what they're doing. Uh, unbelievable results right. with every election on any level. Wipe the Republicans it. out. Exactly. Wipe the opposition out. Do you think they They learned? wiped Larry Elder out. You're right. Remember, I was on That's stage right. just before El- uh, Larry Elder was running for office, mm-hmm. and I was before about, what, 1,200 people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was talking about how to win an election. Right. And I turned to Larry Elder behind me. I said, Larry, if you don't do ballot harvesting, mm-hmm. including church ballot harvesting, you're going to You'll lose. lose. I don't care how much and money. And he didn't do it. He didn't do it. He just looked stunned and he didn't do it. That's a perfect case point of being forewarned by someone that knew and not, not heeding the guidance or counsel and moving forward and actually doing ballot harvesting effectively. So it's sad because you can throw money to a campaign, but if you don't have ballot harvesting in this day and age in a state where it's legal, you will lose. It's that simple. So I'm going to uh, uh, talk to Brad Dacus of the Pacific Justice Institute about church ballot harvesting. And, and so everybody knows 
Basically, ballot harvesting is where one person can go and collect an unlimited amount of ballots by going door to door or being at a meeting of people. And church ballot harvesting is a secret army of conservative voters. Most of those people don't vote unless the pastor says to vote. Hmm. And church ballot harvesting is where the pastor, uh, through early voting up to Election Day, is asking people to bring in their ballots, and he will deliver it to the election polling site. And ballot harvesting where they have their own special box, drop box, that people can put their ballot in. And they have a voter guide that tells them how to vote for, not against their values. And uh, quite frankly, it's a powerful tool that, uh, uh, Brad, Welcome to our show. I had this long warm-up before I got to you, but I wanted to explain what ballot harvesting was because I believe that you give me five churches in any, uh, any district, and I probably could tilt the election by just ballot harvesting in those five or six churches. You've had experience in ballot harvesting. You've been one of the few people who not only recognized its value, but organized to make it happen. Can you give our uh, our, our listeners a, an idea of, of what can be done? Yeah, it's, it's exciting. Uh, it's not just theoretically valuable, it's proven to work. Yes. So first, uh, through our church engagement office, we know we con- we've con- been in contact now with about 3,000 churches and not just to have a mail list, personal contact with those churches. Those churches know Pacific Justice Institute. We're the ones that covered you know, them and helped them and represented them and got them open against tyranny and against governors. And so we have this great relationship we've built with them, number one. Number two is we work with them, Craig, to do voter registration Sundays. So in 2020, we were able to get 10,454 new voters, which tilted uh, six out of eight races that we were targeting, congressional awesome. races. Yes. Very key, very critical. This last election, uh, we had 512 uh, churches do, at least 512 churches do voter registration Sundays, and we got over 15 thousand new voters wow. targeting 10 congressional districts along yeah. with Arizona and Nevada. And it did have a definite impact yes. on some of the very tight congressional races. So and I bet some of the school board races. Oh yeah. In fact we recruited and worked with churches to recruit forty five, not four or five, but forty five parents to run for school boards. A good number of those won election like parents across the country. Awesome. And we're gonna have a great zooming uh, set up to train all of these parents across the country on how to be effective school board members uh, and how to apply their principles legally. Uh, but the next part, though, is the actual election, it, the actual process of collecting the ballots. Though. So you get them registered, you get them to run for office, you get people registered to vote, and then they have what's called, like you said, ballot harvesting at churches. And this is really not difficult uh, because you know voting is not... Uh, political. It's scriptural. It's being a good citizen like Romans chapter 13 compels us to be. It's preserving our testimony. I tell pastors and they they agree, they get this. I say, look, if a church is filled with the love of Jesus, truly, then they're going to care about people outside their church walls. They can't help 
but care about people outside the church walls. Mm-hmm. And if a church truly cares about people outside the church walls, they're going to vote. Yeah. And don't worry if your church members don't get it. The secular society outside their church who watches who's voting and who's not, they do get it. And they see if your testimony of that quote unquote love is actually being manifested in their communities uh, at the polling place. So it's it's not about who's going even going to win. In the end, God has the final say on that. It's about being just real as to the Christian love of Christ, of caring that we say that we have. And pastors can play a key role in achieving this uh, through uh, this ballot harvesting, collecting the ballots legally. And of course, it varies state by state. And we at Pacific Justice Institute will work with people uh, in their so states. If, if you're in a church, you're in leadership in the church, or you're a pastor or assistant pastor, they could call PJI. You won't charge them. You will answer their questions from a legal standpoint of what they can do and not do. And incidentally, uh, it's about 20 states where ballot harvesting is legal. More states will will be legal, and and it's many states it's illegal. Some are like gray areas, like Arizona went all the way to the Supreme Court, uh, and 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 then. Uh, There's been additional challenges and and people trying to get around the law in doing ballot harvesting. Um, But the the, the fact is, ballot harvesting, uh, you know, Shelly, a lot of people have told you and me, Craig, your book, The Christian Voter, has a chapter on church ballot harvesting. Or, uh, you know, I, I wrote that special report that I was giving out. Uh, at political events on church ballot harvesting. Mm-hmm. The negative feedback I got was, well, church ballot harvesting shouldn't happen because I don't believe in ballot harvesting. What would you say to well, somebody like that? Well, there's a lot of uh, misinformation even now out there. I mean, what I find fascinating is the mainstream media has, uh, conservative mainstream media has picked up ballot harvesting and they'll do some segments on it but even they don't get it right. And so there's a, the, the, the average voter is one of two things. They're either ill-informed or misinformed on what their rights are as an individual to participate in ballot harvesting or to encourage their pastor to do that. So with that, there's still this, um, what's the word? Almost, it's almost an immobilization within the conservative Christian world when it comes to voting that, that, that pushes back with so many things. I, and my vote's not going to count. You know there's fraud. You know this and that. And I'm not going to do ballot harvesting because who knows if it's even going to go get counted. You know, it's just all this and, and, rhetoric and, and, that's and the, and the that's flip wrong. side of this is that the SEIU and the unions, the Democratic Party, Indivisible, these moveon.org, they train people how to ballot harvest Mm -hmm. in community groups, in in small coffees, Mm -hmm. and uh, and door to door. Right. And it's- Well, the the training is vast. You know, if you go to, I'm not gonna, well, I'll, I'll mention it. You can look at it if you want. Mobilize.us, which yes. is a machine. It's a it's machine. It's an insane machine that the D- Democrats have developed over the years for training yes. purposes 
and pushing people to, to, to do. Yes. You know, we're always told in church, go and do, go and do, go and do. Well, usually the church just sits <laughs> and they're not going and doing. But this, this particular site, you want to do something that day, there's a whole list of events you can go to that day. And get training. It's signing up for training for ballot harvesting and door to door. It's crazy. They're they're light years ahead of us. Light years. So, Brad, all that being said, what do you do when you have a pastor who says, Oh, I don't want to get involved. I I don't think we should do ballot harvesting. Uh, That's getting the church to be too political. Somebody will call me a Christian nationalist. Hmm. Yeah, that's a new term that the left has come <laughs> up with to try to isolate, vilify, right. and destroy Christians. Destroy Christians with that term. That's what they want to do. They do it all the time. They come up with names right. and yeah. terminology. So there's this negative name against Christians uh, that they call Christian nationalists as if it's some kind of conspiracy or something. Our, our conspiracy is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and, and, and heeding the word of God and obeying uh, the word of God and all that we do, including how we live our lives and how we vote. So, no. Um, as far as pastors who say, you know, yeah, I just, I just don't really think I should do that. I like to remind them. I like to say, you know, um, did your church was your church shut down? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> how long was your church shut down? Yeah. Um, do you think that impacted your congregation? Yeah. You know, I talked to one pastor. Even he said, yeah, I just when they were able to do outdoor services, and he said, yeah, it's just so, so much work. We'll just do like a Zoom, and and I said. You know, Pastor, your church right now is dying. Yes. Spiritually yes. dying because yes. of forsaking the congregating together. That's right. And the fellowship commanded yes. by the word of God. Yeah. That's right. And he looked at me and he got it and he goes, yep. And I told him, I said, you know, you talk about speakers and sound quality and outside service. I said, you know, there was a, a pastor, a minister, and he was very effective. Um, he had no sound equipment. Um, it was Jesus. <laughs> and so, so, but we need to encourage pastors to remember that oppression. Mm. And next time it could be a lot worse. About 30% of our cases before the pandemic were criminal defense cases defending pastors yes. and ministers right. for publicly sharing the gospel. Yes. It's real. They need to vote. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's not about, you know, lifting up one candidate or another. It's about living the love of Christ and abiding by scripture and being the good citizens that Romans 13 commands us to be. The sleepy church is a product of the silent pastors who aren't speaking up and saying enough is enough. We're going to make a difference in our community and we're going to make sure that the school board is right. We're going to make sure that somebody's going to represent us in the in, in the state senate. Somebody's going to represent us in Congress, and the pastors are the ones who are key to the election of 2024. Yeah, and our school boards. Yeah, uh, it's a huge battleground. Our children are in a spiritual genocide. Yes, right now in public education across the country, and we see it. Uh, if people want information about that, they can go to our website and they can actually uh, download our report, 12 little-known uh, attacks against Christianity uh, that I think will open their eyes. Pastors need to have their eyes opened, and we at Pacific Justice Institute are, are here to do that How as well as How do I get that them. report? Just go to P 
pji.org. That's P for Pacific, J for Justice, I for Institute.org. pji.org. Great. Um, honey? Yes. Any final thoughts about church ballot harvesting and mobilizing the pastor and the church to to be light and salt in the world? Well, uh, just one final thought. Thank you, Brad, for doing that as well, among everything else in your wheelhouse, because that's that really will transform this culture. Thank you. Well, Brad, thanks for being with us. Shelly, we'll have another podcast coming up next week, but I got to tell you, I encourage all of you, take this podcast, send it to your pastor, send it to the church leaders, send it out to everybody on your list, because we've got to mobilize the, the church whether the church can legally do ballot harvesting, um, you know, the pastor has a job to do. If there is ballot harvesting in your state, the pastor's got to be part of it. And all they need to do if they've got questions is contact us, contact Brad at PJI, and they've got all the information they need. So thanks, everyone. Next week, another uh, uh, broadcast of the Huey Alert. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week. We are listener-supported, so please consider partnering with us by donating at craighuey.com or by signing up for our free newsletter. We look forward to being with you next week. And don't forget to share this podcast with others.